0: Film fans to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me across the screen, Drew Douglas. We're far away, my friend. We are far. Well, it's kind of like the Tom Petty song in which we are close, but yet so far away because we are recording remotely today after a short Mm. hiatus because we are taken out, at least I was, by COVID. But at least uh, doing well, we just have to, out of precautions, make sure that our studio is now our own studio separately. So, we're remote. What? (laughs) Because the, the crazy thing is, I like to pride myself on being pretty clean overall. And like, I take care of myself and I try to be respectful of you know, obeying social distancing, masks. And the, the most important things like washing your hands. I do that so often. My hands are freaking bleeding. And I don't understand I, how that helps that much. It's like, I guess, and it's interesting. I was listening to NPR today, and they said how you can clean all the surfaces you want, but in reality, new tests are finding more or less just don't be around anyone with COVID. And I'm like, great. Now I'm one of those who's like a freaking carrier. I know. Now you that know, I- what's crazy
1: is we were going to record. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I just didn't feel like it. We didn't do it. And then like the next day is when you went and got tested.
0: It's, you know, I am thankful for that in terms of, I'm glad that I didn't expose you and put you at risk, which, and therefore, you know, that's the thing after being stuck at home for a week and a half. In my mind, I'm playing... Around and around like a freaking merry go round. Who all did I unintentionally expose? That's honestly so freaking scary because I mean I've got ideas where I got this virus, but who knows? I mean, the doctors are like, it could happen at any time. I'm like, that's that's so scary. That's um, true. Well,
1: I'm glad you're doing okay.
0: Yeah, not I'm I'm all right. So uh, how are you? Things are things are going well. We got past the holiday season. I know, I survived. got Surviving Christmas, but... With Ben (laughs) Affleck, great movie. (laughs) 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 I watched that last year.
1: That was one of my Christmas
0: movies last year. Did you you watch it this year, or did you plan on watching Uh, it this year?
1: No, not this year, but uh, that's not a good movie, but it's not terrible. I kind of like it because Ben Affleck and then Gandolfini. Let's
0: pour one out for James Gandolfini.
1: Oh, yeah. I always kind of forget he passed away.
0: I, while in, stuck in isolation, I started watching a ton of TV shows in The Sopranos. I've never made it through that. I've got about like, so far, I'm about halfway through season one. And now's the time, baby. Gotta finish it.
1: That is maybe HBO's biggest show that I have never seen. Whoa. Besides maybe Game, Game of Thrones. I never finished that. I watched four seasons of that, though.
0: <sighs> My words of wisdom to that is don't finish that.
1: I'm not going to.
0: Well, you stopped watching, what, season four or season five? I want to say it's right after yeah. Red Wedding.
1: Yeah, that was the last one.
0: Okay. so I this... think I made it
1: four seasons, I'm pretty sure.
0: Ooh, Red Wedding was three. That was the end of the third season. And season four, you never made it to Pedro Pascal's uh, character in Game of Thrones, right? I
1: feel like I did. He was I don't know. Four. I got lost along the way, and I just... I stopped caring.
0: Man, Pedro. Talking about Pedro and HBO, that leads right into our discussion for this pod, where we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> Man, it's crazy because here we're talking about the first movie HBO is doing this simultaneous release with a big blockbuster on HBO Max and in theaters. It's crazy, but this is the first one. It'll probably be the last one. No. no. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Then we will rank our favorite DCEU films and what's next for the DCEU. We will have that discussion. It's it's a deep one because there are two paths. One in which we're living in a cul-de-sac path. <laughs> uh, and And then finally, we'll talk about why I said that later on this episode. And then finally, to end this podcast episode, we will do chart toppers. Feels like forever since we've done this.
1: It has been. We haven't done anything in like a month.
0: I know jokes sound like... I think it's
1: almost been a full month since we've done anything.
0: Yeah, you're right. Here I was like doing vocal training at home. I sound like freaking Steven Tyler. (laughs) I was like
1: cackling like crazy. I can't. What sucks too is I have my webcam up so I can see myself, but I can't see
0: you. Yeah, it's weird because I thought when we started and stopped uh, the first recording, we're on the second recording now. And I thought for sure my webcam would start working. It was working earlier, but I think it's on the fritz. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into Wonder Woman 1984. I take what I want in return. Everyone will see. The synopsis for Wonder Woman 1984, well, we're reintroduced to Wonder Woman in the 1980s where she faces two new foes and a long-lost love. Ooh. Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four was written by Patty Jenkins, who also directed this film. I got to note, you know, Patty Jenkins' last writing credit was on the movie Monster, which That's ended up a long up, time ago. Yeah, so that was obviously the uh, movie that got Charlize Theron an Oscar. win. have you seen that one? I have not. That's on my list of movies to watch. I mean, I don't. Would you call it a classic? It was like a cult classic, right? I, I mean, if
1: I picked it as one of the top 10 films of 2003, it made $60 million. I don't know. That's, um, I've never seen it. I can't speak on its quality.
0: Oh, okay. So you haven't seen it either.
1: Well, then, you know what? I'm reading the synopsis now and it sounds kind of interesting. She's a serial killer.
0: I, I have been very interested to see that movie. When it first came out, I wanted to, I just never got around to it.
1: Man, I didn't know Patty Jenkins even did that movie. Mm-hmm. She didn't do a movie between Monster and Wonder Woman. It's 2003 to 2017 she didn't do anything.
0: That's crazy. I and I honestly don't know why that is, like why she entered into this hiatus, but
1: well, in that period she's doing TV. She
0: did Arrested Development, Entourage, The Killing. So she was working, but but not no in movies. Film. Yeah. So in addition to Patty's writing credits, we also have Jeff Johns, which, man, he's caught up in a lot of DC fiasco. And then... I know. <laughs> I, I kind of laughed when I saw his name plastered all over the credits for this. It's nuts because instant Jeff Johns, I mean, he's more or less discredited in the DC universe at this point, right? Besides this movie? I don't know. I He's... I've always heard he's such a good guy and then we have all this Ray Fisher
1: drama. And, but he, Jeff Johns is working on the Green Lantern TV show, I
0: thought. Maybe mm. not anymore. You're Yeah, you're right. I, I, unless they end up canning them, but that's the last that I heard too. And then third and final, we have Dave Callaham, whose last writing credit movie was Zombieland Double Tap.
1: You know, he did come up with the 2014 Godzilla film story. And then he's got... That two marvel movies that he's working on. He's got Shang-Chi coming up that he wrote and then the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse.
0: So, continuing with Wonder Woman 1984, we have of course Wonder Woman herself returning Gal Gadot joined once again by Chris Pine. Oh yeah. This time though, newbies around, we've got Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal who otherwise oh, yeah. known as The Mandalorian. Budget for Wonder Woman 1984, 200 mil. The opening box office, 16.7.
1: That's here in the U.S., though. It's made like 90 worldwide.
0: Yeah, so uh, just to note a few things with that as well. Technically, you had to take COVID in consideration with... Uh, what it's been able to make here in the U.S. It came out over Christmas, um, but Christmas fell on a Friday, so it really wasn't like, say, the Thanksgiving release for the crudes, um, which I'll get into a, a little bit here. Um, but it's something that is kind of scary because Wonder Woman has dropped a little bit in China uh, where it noticed a huge dip compared to, say, Tenet, Right now, the worldwide cume sits at 85, right around 85 million. Um, now, a thing to note: um, Wonder Woman 1984 is 16.7 open. Compare that to Tenet's 9.3. Now, the Crude's too open to 9.7 over the normal 3-day weekend. But with Thanksgiving, that extended weekend, it made 14.2, still Wonder Woman top set. Another thing to take in consideration, as I said with COVID, only 56% of theaters are open nationwide. However, HBO Max, they're not saying what it means for their subscription total. However, they said 50%, nearly half, of the HBO Max HBO subscribers Max. watch this on christmas day the day that it debuted drew did you watch it on christmas day yeah we saved it for that night did you take that kind of like with your other movie nights where you'll end up having like dinner in a movie we didn't tie it into the movie like we usually do
1: i don't what would we have done we'd have to found something popular in the 80s or something
0: yeah i yeah that's that'd be a good thing like 80s food you could end up doing. I'm re, well, actually, uh, watching Stranger Things for the first time, going through that series, and they had KFC. You could have gotten a big bucket of chicken.
1: I somehow, when I think of eighties now, I think of that freaking show. <laughs> oh,
0: they do such a great job. I love it. I, so far, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm halfway through season two, which halfway through the series, and
1: I want more of it, baby. This past season, they had a ton of Burger King like promotions. And that was the, uh, it was a period of time when I, I'm not even kidding. I went to Burger King like five days straight because I was watching that
0: show. Loves that's they, the episode I just finished, they finished eating KFC, a big bucket of chicken and you have Steve who he just takes a big bite out of a wing and he's like finger looking good. All right, so without sidetracking us too much, we've talked now a lot about the 80s. Let's get into 1984's questions. We've got nine questions here. Uh, Most of them are relating to the movie specifically, and some of them relate to what will follow this movie. But we're breaking this down into a loves-hates discussion in which there is no middle ground. We either loves the question, what we're talking about, or we hates it. So, to start it off, overall thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984. Do you loves the movie or hates it? This is so hard
1: because this is such a middle-of-the-road movie for me. <laughs> Ultimately, I'm going to say loves. I think there's enough in here that I get to pass. Mm-hmm. But it's got a lot of head scratchers.
0: It's a lot of plot
1: holes. Yeah, it left me wondering so many things. I was just like, they didn't answer a lot of stuff that they mm-hmm. set up. We should say too, spoiler warning from here on out.
0: That's a good point. Yes. I uh, because there's especially with the I agree with you as well. It's I'm so middle of the road with this, but I have to go with loves. It barely uh edges out hates, but I think we'll cover this in some of the other questions, but the, the story, there is so much that they could have done with it, but it opened up other questions that I kind of wonder if on rewatch, I'll like it better or I'll, either I'll dislike it more. I don't know. This is a weird one. Because after finishing it, I'm like, I'm good. I actually think this will get better on repeat. I want to rewatch it, but after finishing it, I'm like, I, I don't know if I'll return to it anytime soon.
1: I mean, if I ever started it anytime soon, I'm skipping past like the first 10 minutes. Whoa. Whoa. The freaking thinnest, scared stuff. I'm like, it, this adds absolutely nothing to this freaking movie.
0: I, I hate it. You know, it's funny because that was your least favorite part of the first movie, right? The, the beginning.
1: Yeah, that's the whole thing. I'm just, I'm bored by it. And then this has no connection really to the rest of the film. She learns a lesson. I understand. And it's later in the film that it's brought up again. But that whole 10 minutes opening doesn't matter. And she, I looked this up. I was like, why is this even in the movie? And she said, "I, I it wasn't originally in the film, but we did it uh, for people that hadn't seen the first one. This was your way of showing where she grew up and that she didn't have a normal childhood. I'm like, who's seen Wonder Woman 1984 that hasn't seen the first one?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're going in. She tried to terminate her to it, but in terms of just like skipping forward. But my question, I was really curious. You were very, uh, would indifferent be the right word for fe- liking the first Wonder Woman? I don't know. I, I liked it the first time.
1: I kind of liked it more the rewatch. And then we watched it again a third time. I, I watched it again a third time leading up to this movie and I liked it less. Hmm. There's something about it. it. Some of it feels cheap, which I think is an issue with this one too. Um, I don't think the action is particularly good. She seems to only do one thing, which is like deflect bullets. <laughs> like what else does Wonder Woman do in any of these movies besides fling bullets away and like punch
0: dudes. It's a lasso of truth.
1: I think the, the emotional beats in both these movies are actually pretty well done. I find the action just Okay. Mm -hmm. the villains especially in that first one are just okay Mm -hmm. um but in terms of the dceu which is what i'm going to call it i think it's probably mid upper tier Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot about the first one that's actually really well done it's it's Mm -hmm. mainly her and steve trevor like that stuff i think is really
0: well done do you think if you liked the first one you'll like this a little less or if you Didn't like the first one as much. You'll like the second movie a little bit more.
1: I honestly think if you like the first one, you would like this one. But a lot of people hate this movie for like whatever reason.
0: I don't get the hate. I mean, so
1: much hate online. It's actually almost comical at this point because I'm I don't fully understand it.
0: It's I mean I do under I, I get the fact that there are a lot of plot points that it's a like you said a head scratcher, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, it's not enough to like hate it. I just, I'm more than anything,
1: I'm like, what do you guys want? Like, what are, what was in this that you hated so much? Mm,
0: man, that's it's interesting because when this first came out, the score was so high and then it started to tank, which brings us to our second question. <laughs> Rotten Tomato score for critics is currently sitting at 64%. Loves or hates it?
1: It really doesn't matter to me what the score is. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say it's appropriate pr- appropriate.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna say uh, loves it. And for that reason to have to go with loves, because I think it pretty well I mean, I, I think that's pretty accurate. Um I would it give is it
1: bizarre though that it was certified fresh. It was eighty nine percent for like about a week. And then they added all these reviews to it and it just like tanked. And it's, like, no longer certified fresh anymore. If that I know that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't validate a film. It's just strange that it drops mm. so much.
0: You, I, do you think it's hate for the DCEU? Do you think that it's, like, the trolls, the Marvel trolls that are, like, attacking this movie? I mean, I don't know what it is because
1: it's got 319 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. If you go to the top critics, there's only, like, 70 so mm. I don't. Whoever these other people are, they could. I could have a blog and get on freaking Rotten Tomatoes. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is like a smear campaign or something for people irate at HBO or mm. Warner Brothers for doing the HBO thing.
0: It's just Chris Nolan, John Jonathan Nolan, all of the uh, filmmakers he mad should. at WB.
1: I don't think it'd be Jonathan Nolan because he's still doing Westworld. But it's Nolan just setting up all these fake accounts. <laughs> but if you look on like the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, it's at like seventy-two percent. And then you go to Metacritic, and the the user score is four point three. I think of the, a lot of the, a lot of the hate is unjust. I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of things in this movie that aren't good, but that's mm. uh, I never necessarily understood the 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 love and acclaim for the first film.
0: You know the because after rewatching the first movie, I really liked it the first time around. But it's interesting seeing it at home and noticing, as you said, kind of there there is an element of cheapness. I think. But then again, it really kicks up a notch at the end. And it just, that's whenever it falls into that, uh, the first movie falls into that cliche superhero big baddie where it's just, you know, punching your way until to the end. Um, Which I do respect that Patty Jenkins wanted to take a different path with this movie. And it was more or less like her way of saying, let me do something totally different.
1: Yeah. She said that about the first one too, that that is not the direction she wanted to go, but that was a WB thing, Mm -hmm. that whole third act. And this one, I do think is interesting that the main villain, Maxwell Lord, is just a power hungry dude. Yeah. Ultimately a guy that's wanting to just be better than who he really is or who he sees himself. And he's not some muscled up CG character. I think that's actually, um, we got to give Patty Jenkins props for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: then we throw in Cheetah there, and Cheetah shows up for five minutes. Oh. I mean, it's just what? Why?
0: You know, I have to wonder if that was her trying to appease the execs to a degree. Where, like what you said, Pedro's not this big sliced alone, but they try to give this big showdown between superhero and supervillain. Although they're really unsent. In- what she needs, she needs to fight somebody, or we're not. What a, it's
1: a superhero film. And I've seen a lot of complaints complaining that this is too much uh, too much romance. It's the, the Steve and Diana romance that's driving this film. I still think that's the best stuff in the first film. So I really like the interaction with Chris Pine and Gal Gadot in this film.
0: You know, I, I love it, but I kind of wonder if to get Steve Trevor, to get that wish more or less, that um, the big issue is um turning steve into possibly the bad guy but it's not like your your um typical like big brawl instead it's kind of like a mind game of overcoming this but we can we can say that because we'll talk more about steve trevor here in a little bit um their question watching at home which we both did versus the theater do you loves watching at home versus a the theater
1: i would say under our scenario yes i loves that uh, watching this at home is nice as I think my setup is uh, a small part of me wish that I was in a theater with people because we mm-hmm. we watched so this past weekend we watched it after Wonder Woman and there was a moment that a funny piece of dialogue comes out and my wife says that would have got a big reaction if we were <laughs> people and I thought that watching Wonder Woman I was like man I like watching stuff and and thinking, wow, this would have gotten a funny reaction or people would have reacted to something um, that whatever was on screen. So, yeah, a part of me, I mean, I missed it. I got to be honest with you. And I've been one that's saying just dump it all on on um, streaming. But there is an element where it loses, I think, the the appeal of the magic of movies when we are sure.
0: watching everything at home. Yeah. You know, in this case, I was expecting to kind of be really bummed not to watch it on the theater the big screen but at the same time being at home i was okay with it i actually was okay so i'll have to go with loves and i was surprised that i felt that way but i would like to see it in the theater but right now this movie had it been the first movie i would have i feel like i would be saying uh, the opposite. But for this movie, I'm, I'm okay watching this at home.
1: So, this gets re-released in theaters, let's say, in July. And the mm. cases of COVID have gone way down. Are you paying to go see it? Or do you care at that point?
0: Hmm. Because
1: I don't think I would. I think I've, I've seen it. I didn't love it. There are movies that I would go back and see in
0: theaters again that were re-released, but this is not one of those. Yeah. I think I, I wouldn't just because, like I said, I don't know if I'll be re-watching this anytime soon. Um, so I think I'll, I would wait. Now, like say they end up having a big Wonder Woman watch party where they have one, two, and then a third film. And they do, you know, what they've done in previous franchise films and theaters. I would go see that. I would watch one, two, and then lead right into the third film release. So I'll save that for what, a couple of years whenever they do that. I don't think I've ever done that. I because I was thinking
1: maybe I did that for Nolan's Batman, but I know I didn't.
0: I weirdly enough, I did that for his Batman trilogy. It was so freaking long that by the time we got to Dark Knight Rises, I had to blow chunks <laughs> in the bathroom. And I was like stuck in there and I missed like the first 10 minutes. I was so mad.
1: That, those of back when the Dark Knight Rises came out, those were the days when I remember waiting, literally waiting in line, getting there so early. It was like nine hours before the show because <laughs> it was a <laughs> midnight showing. And I remember taking the day off and the next day off and spending eight hours in line sitting there like
0: a loser. And now it's like that yeah, won't ever your, happen again.
1: You get your assigned seat, assuming that uh, the pandemic goes away and we can see movies again. <sighs> I mean, these movies, I swear to you, and this sounds stupid, and I don't think we should be telling people how they have to see their movies like Nolan. I think he's gone <laughs> off the deep end with his approach. But these movies lose magic. And I'm being yeah. sincere when I say, like, there's something about it by not seeing it in theaters that it loses some of the, 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 the ooh and ah that you get when you sit down and you see the opening credits and stuff. It's kind of sad. Ag- I mean, it made me sad.
0: I, I would um, agree with that for sure let's move to question number four the 1980 setting loves or hates that? hates they didn't they didn't
1: lean hard enough in the 80s setting
0: yeah and that's where bringing up stranger things again i oh it's funny i started watching stranger things right before this binge through season one and like as a break i'm like oh this will be a good way to get into 1984 but and i didn't even realize stranger things season two took place in 84 but like I watched a little bit of season two, and then I saw Wonder Woman, th- this film, and I just kept thinking, I want to get back to Stranger Things. Uh, so they really what, blew it on that opportunity to explore the 80s.
1: What do you think's missing? Because they 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 poke fun at the fashion. That's a big thing. Sure. I feel like they don't have any good music. Like, it was missing, like, music. laptops of great
0: songs. Like, yeah. it wasn't
1: fun. Yeah. It, Something I, about you're gonna do it in the 80s make it fun
0: i think the uh some of the elements that they touched on and captain marvel uh they could have taken some of that and placed it here to make it better like you said get some of the nap pops uh, get some of the the clothing and i mean what stranger things did so well is basically bring up this nostalgic factor i didn't really get that from this movie i didn't either and i, I- I just think at the by the end of the movie after
1: it was over, I was like, "Why? Why was it even in the '80s?" Because they yeah. didn't. If you're not going to have fun with it and embrace it, then
0: don't do it. That's the key thing. I don't think they had enough fun with this. It was lacking that charm that otherwise it could have had, and especially set in the '80s. So they they blew it. Loves or hates how they brought back Steve Trevor. Um, hmm. I'm going to say hates it <laughs> because why couldn't you
1: just literally brought him back? Why did he have to inhabit some poor guy's body?
0: Yeah. We literally was like, uh, heaven can wait. They basically took that same approach. And, uh, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, what happened to this other guy? Like in his, his other life, did they, was he just like hijacked his entire body?
1: <laughs> that's a th- That's what doesn't make any sense. It's, they had no objection to literally taking over this man's body. <laughs> and if she hadn't realized that she would have to uh, renounce her wish, she would have taken this, that Steve would have taken over this guy's body. He loses yeah. his job. Yeah. His, <laughs> I assume he has family. <laughs> like even when she says goodbye to Steve, she knows she has to say goodbye to him. It's not because what they're doing is wrong. It's <laughs> it's just because they need to stop the villain
0: it's so it's so wacky and that's where if they had just merged kind of that story with eh, maybe that mixed with um doctor dr m i think honestly there could have been a good chance to have a villain there where it's not really steve trevor but over time we see wonder woman grow closer to him and see him as that and then she becomes like Jaded by you know seeing him as one thing, but really he's something else, and he did that. Just
1: make him come back, or Or, that got so much fantasy stuff. Just make him come back. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: I I just don't get it. It's so crazy,
1: and it's crazy to me that Steve takes over this guy's body. Um, he ends up banging her, and by the end of the movie, he doesn't get to remember it.
0: (laughs) He's man. That's talk about some awful side effects of amnesia
1: i mean honest to god they had sex she knows like the most intimate thing about this stranger <laughs> <laughs> and then sees him on the street at the end of it and he just goes on his merry way he has no clue that he banged her and i just think that's a cruel sick joke
0: uh, it's it's once again another strange plot point of this movie where it's like well i guess that's just uh, we can leave that in the past
1: It's just, it's so weird. And it's like, if you're going to bring it back, I understand that everyone loves Chris Pine because he was awesome in that first movie,
0: but this was a weird way to do it. Do you you like him better, Chris Pine, in this one over the first film? I think
1: he's on par with what he is in the original. I like this one because he's the fish out of water, which I think is funny.
0: Yeah, I think he did it really well. I But... This actually made me like Steve Trevor even more. Like the Steve Trevor, not this wacky side character guy.
1: Here's, here's the question
0: um,
1: they, they have to say goodbye to each other in both films. I think both are done very, very well, very dramatically. Which one is better? Because that first one's really good but my my issue with the first one has always been he whispers something to her she can't hear but she later realizes what he says and I always like the idea that she never knows what he says when when he says his goodbye thing he just mm. he runs off and she she just can't hear him because she lost her hearing so if they had done that it's pitch perfect I think this one's actually a little better in 84
0: yeah I mean she I have may- to leave them
1: in the chaos. And then I'm, what happens to him? <laughs> does that guy just wake up there and in, in like amongst the rubble?
0: Yeah, probably, I probably I could see that. He, which, would, he he would be like, what happened to me the last two weeks of my life? It takes almost that tenant approach in which it's like, don't question it, just accept it.
1: I mean, holy smokes, if he had killed him, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he would be dead forever. So which one do you think is better?
1: More Ooh. emotional. I'd That's say this good. one
0: yeah I but I do like I do like the first one but that this
1: first one hits hard because you think it's the end the problem is they bring him back so it's already ruined yeah exactly
0: so at that it point I'm like eh. he plays such a pivotal role that I don't think you keep him out of any trailers but that would still be like a good a good twist not knowing but man so moving on Dr Minerva loves or hates.
1: I I loved her. I don't necessarily understand her transformation from Dr. Minerva to Cheetah. Yeah. That seemed, it was like they needed a way to get her there. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like there could have been a more natural way for her to become that character. But, and then obviously Cheetah's in it for five minutes.
0: Yeah. And that's, I don't know if it's fair to say this, but I would say the doctor I loves, Cheetah I hates.
1: I I thought Cheetah was kind of cool.
0: I like the idea of Cheetah, but once again, it just kind of fell a little flat. And then again, Um, maybe it's, you know, having the five minutes spent with Cheetah and that's all. I think there's more to do with Cheetah, but... Yeah, it's
1: weird. There's no resolution with Cheetah. She just becomes the doctor again and then she (laughs) she just goes back to work the next day or what?
0: That's another thing that's like, so is that, I mean... Is this going then, to become another thing? I don't know.
1: Uh Patty Jenkins said there she left it open ended for a reason, so I don't know if that means coming back or it's I don't know what that means. I, I, I do
0: think Kristen Wig is actually really good in this. I now I do love Wig. I think she was awesome.
1: She kind of plays who she plays in Ghostbusters, w- weirdly enough. <laughs> she always is kind of that character, but um I, I liked I liked her and I, I had a hard time believing that no one would know she exists they always Mm -hmm. have these attractive women that seemingly no one sees until they put on a dress and take their glasses off and they do that here though i thought that was kind of poking fun at that um whatever that that cliche is yeah that's when they have fun with this movie is is by uh, playing with her a little bit
0: it was almost kind of what they did with freaky they they did something very similar with that movie so, Doctor Minerva, we both loves. What about the other baddie, Maxwell Lord? Loves her. I, I'll say loves. I loves it. I,
1: I was pleasantly surprised at how much time um, the movie focuses on him. It's a it's yeah. a huge chunk of time.
0: I I was expecting that. Um, I do love some Pedro P, but you know, I think this is where I'm going to have to say, hey, I'm right in the middle. I'm very much so right in the middle because there are certain elements where I think they're, even though we spent a lot of time with him, there are elements that I just wish it was flushed out a little bit more with his character. Yeah.
1: I really thought he was going to be super hammy too, and he's not. Because mm-hmm. he said he was inspired by something and it really got me concerned. <laughs> um, but it was actually a lot more serious than I expected.
0: Yeah, I think um, he did. It was good, but once again, there's there's enough where with that 80s setting, they could have done, I think Patty could have taken it in a direction to make it a little more, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I can't say charming, but there are elements of this movie where it has like an early superhero feel to it, and then it's also modernized in terms of taking things serious.
1: This was another example of. Did he not get punished for any of his crimes? Yeah, But like he just goes and gets his kit. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to. I, maybe we need a shot of him getting hauled away to jail because he set off basically World War Three. Yeah, it's <laughs> and he's just like oh, I'm fine. Yeah,
0: I, that's where I just I I'm tipped into the hates, um, side with Maxwell. Could have been great, but just okay. So let's move on to what's next for Wonder Woman. Patty Jenkins has already been approved for a third film uh for Wonder Woman. Do you loves or hates that she's doing the next movie again?
1: I'm gonna say hates. We need we need some fresh blood because this is a lot of the I just don't think the action is too much of the same. I she's gotta be able to do more than deflect bullets.
0: After hearing with Patty taking over with the script and her idea for the first film and that she wanted to go in this direction, I was really excited. But after being let down, um I, I, it sounds bad, but um it just wasn't as good as what I was expecting. I'll say I wish... I'll side with you. I'll, I'll say hates because I'd like to see what someone else could end up bringing to the table at this point.
1: I mean, it's hard to say that when she's done two of the, the first two films. like it's it seems only right that she finishes it off, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's enough in this one that I, I was I I want to see what somebody else can do with it.
0: At this point, the way the superhero game is being treated, you've got a different director for every single movie. Uh so, and in essence, this is taking that approach uh, that WB likes sticking to like Nolan. Um and now we've got Reeves with the Batman. So, I mean, I'm not overall I don't hate the fact that she's doing the third film. I would I would all in all like to see if someone else has a really cool idea what they would have other slaves for Wonder Woman. Final loves hates question, bringing back Steve Trevor for Wonder Woman 3. I need it. Loves but you got to find a way
1: to bring him back to modern times, and you keep him there. If they say goodbye again, <laughs> something's <laughs> not right. So, is is it strange that she's still obsessing over this guy from World War One to was it World War One in the first one to 1984?
0: Yeah, with him, With yeah. So, I mean, she she met her one. She just feels like she can't live can't without get
1: over her. him. It's sad.
0: I just can't believe in that amount of time she hasn't, um, she hasn't found someone else like Bruce Wayne.
1: <laughs> well, he's, he's a little kid. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: The other That's big right.
1: question I had, too, we have so many lingering questions, but in Batman v Superman, I understand this was a period of time when they were, were giving the, the universe over to somebody that probably hadn't planned any of this out as much as he wants to admit that he did. <laughs> Um, but it's like Wonder Woman has been hiding and no one's ever seen her. How does nobody remember what happened at the end of this freaking movie? Right. Yeah. That. I is, mean, this is like a global event that, and no one remembers who Wonder Woman is.
0: Yeah, that's a little strange. I could, I could understand if there was like some major like mind eraser, or whatever, through this that just like erases a memory of everyone. But that's that's obviously not the case. I mean, I guess
1: you could argue that they've retconned this. Because they've had so many issues with this universe, it's like, uh,
0: and at that, who, who even
1: cares at this point?
0: It, yeah, and it's like, I, I don't know what universe we're living in anymore whenever it comes to the DCEU. Because, with how many, I mean, also like freaking Joker and, and all that, like, I I know that it's a one off, so I mean, as, as of now, but still, speaking of. Let's go ahead and that ends our discussion on Wonder Woman 1984. But let's jump into our DCE rankings. We've got nine films, including Wonder Woman 1984. Let's start at the very bottom.
1: Nine with- movies. I could not yeah. believe we're already at nine.
0: Now, this is excluding Joker because, as I said, it's a one off. Um, Only
1: the DCEU, as I like to call it.
0: And it starts with Man of Steel um it's so crazy just i at at times i feel like there should be more and then other times i'm like wow like there's really not much planning that's going on looking at this list we've
1: we've been watching a car crash unfold before our eyes (laughs) so number nine on on your list what do you have dead last
0: oh my gosh this was actually very tough to decide This is hard actually yeah, because I,
1: I did a little shuffling, I think, from last time.
0: I, you know, looking at the way a film's made, this was very tough because I kept thinking about how is the movie made and where are my personal feelings? Where where does it fall? Um this is gonna sound like blasphemy. Um I'm going to enrage you, I feel but based on my feelings and the way the, the movie is made, I've thought probably the least amount of, of of this movie, of any other movie, and it's gotta be sadly Man of Steel. That's your least favorite? I, you did the, this to me last time. Yeah, the, the crazy thing is, it's like, the next one above it is like, it's, Man of Steel is a very well, well-made movie. And there are elements that, the more I talk about it, I feel like I should really like this movie. And when I first... It should be
1: higher on your list for Henry Cavill's big arms and chest alone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no no one else has been able to pull that off so far. Well, Bad Flight came close. But, man, it's just... um, I, I want to do a rewatch. This list has me now saying I want to do a rewatch. I will probably do that very soon because with having Man and Steel there, it just, it seems wrong, but that's just like going off of my feelings. It's well-made, but I just, I have thought about it probably the least amount of any of these. It's,
1: it's one, eight, 1984 made me want to watch a couple of these again. I'll say oh, you, yeah. you want me to do my number nine or you want to keep going? Yeah, why don't you do your number nine? I'm i I'm curious now. I mean, as I've said before, nothing will ever top it. This is the worst film. It's called Suicide Squad.
0: Well, that's my number eight. And it's just, I've the crazy thing is, I think Man of Steel is a better main movie, but I've thought more about Suicide Squad and there have been times I'm like, I kind of want to rewatch this.
1: There's times when I have two and then I do and I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> uh, my number eight, this is actually kind of a shocker. It's... Justice
0: League.
1: Mm. It's just with the fact that we have Snyder's Gut coming out, I have mm. to admit that this movie is not great even though I kind of want to defend it.
0: Because there are, there are things about Justice League that I really like. The crazy thing is the more I think about Justice League, the more I liked elements. I mean, it's not like you said, it's not great, but just thinking, and maybe it's the fact with the Snyder Cut hype that's getting me more pumped. But yeah, you're,
1: you're also a huge Joss Whedon fanatic, you love ooh. all his
0: uh bad behavior. Yeah, JW, man, he's in he's almost he's a more hot water than Jeff Johns for sure, but man, it's like. Whedon, didn't he? He stepped down from a new project or a project he was working on, right? But Yeah, it was an HBO show. They
1: say he stepped down, but I imagine he was let go.
0: Well, hes I just can't imagine this guy getting any more work. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Man, Joss Whedon. Anyways, so my number seven, this movie, I have, I almost put it at number eight, but I got to go Aquaman um my numero seven Shazam ooh
1: pretty low, pretty low. and it't that wow. liked. it was just that that's one where the villain just absolutely blows
0: yeah that is' definitely a hokey very very hokey villain I thought it worked though for the movie that it turned out to be number six I gotta go BOP birds of prey Wow yeah my uh, numero six is Aquaman.
1: Got some good stuff and it's got some really really bad stuff.
0: Is one of the bad stuff Amber Heard? No, she's fine. I thought she was actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah, the, the Johnny Depp fanatics would like want her dead. It's nuts.
0: It's crazy. It's just like on both sides, it's either super loves or super hates. Whatever side of the spectrum you're on.
1: I mean, they know what Johnny did allegedly. I'm gonna say, and they defend him and they want her dead. <laughs> like literally, want her dead.
0: Oh, my goodness. It's nuts. My number five, literally middle of the road, is Wonder Woman 1984. Wow. Mine's Wonder Woman. Oh, interesting.
1: It slipped. It would have been pretty high.
0: Number four, that's where I put JW's JL, Justice League. (laughs) Yep.
1: You're trolling.
0: (laughs) It seems like it, but yeah, I, I... like I said, there are certain elements of the movie that I had fun with, and it makes me want to return to it more so than with Suicide Squad.
1: It's got some good stuff. My number four, very high,
0: 1984. Okay. Number three, I've got to go Batman versus Superman. Ooh. Number three, I have Birds of Prey, a movie
1: that I love. I've seen that like six times.
0: Really? Does it get better it. on each rewatch?
1: I mean, I liked it a lot the first time. I just think it's a lot of fun. It, and that's wa- that's another one that brought out all these like insane fanboys that were so mad about stuff. I do think I could have used a different black mask or more of him.
0: Mm. Uh, but
1: man, you and McGregor rules in that, and Black Canary's freaking awesome.
0: There are a lot of things that I love, or well, let me put it this way: a lot of things I liked. I just didn't love. I wanted to love, but. Yeah, that's... You and McGregor, like you said, he's great, but it's so strange that we only get him for such a short period of time. Uh, number two, Shazam. Poof. I just had a lot of fun with that. No, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Uh, number
1: two, I have Batman v Superman. The <laughs> ultimate cut. And uh, Number one, Wonder Woman. So that means my number one is Man of Steel. woo
0: that's so crazy. At least I didn't have like Wonder Woman at number, uh, or you didn't have Wonder Woman at, as your number nine, because then our. I mean, I love.
1: Of- I don't think Man of Steel is like great. I just think ha- Cavill just rules. I love the music. Um, I like Snyder's style. I mean, people are gonna rip it for whatever, but I I, 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 I kind of stand by Snyder honestly. I think I think both those movies. I think. Batman v Superman is underrated, that that ultimate cut.
0: It's interesting. I went uh, back to rewatch Snyder's Dawn of the Dead and then uh, 300, and I'm like, man, this is... Imagine the hype of going into the original DCEU as in, like, when Snyder was first getting involved. That fandom was, like, peak energy for Snyder. And rewatching those movies made me relive that to a degree. I'm like, if that happened today, that amount of energy would still be insane. But yeah, well, I mean, that
1: I, was that was huge too because Nolan was coming off his Batman trilogy and mm-hmm. he was executive producing this. He was like guiding this new universe into existence. So people were losing their minds.
0: And I it's interesting because after that, Nolan's basically just like That was it. It was one and done for him into this universe.
1: Yeah. He said he just wanted to get it off the ground. And now he's just like railing against streaming. (laughs) That's like his sole purpose. He... Nolan's now turned against WB.
0: Yeah. Uh, So
1: upcoming movies. We have six movies.
0: As I said earlier, one path is even though uh, talking about Snyder, his uh, Justice League Snyder cut is going to be the first of kind of this DC universe, but they've described it, WB's described it as a cul-de-sac, in which it it's, it tells a story, but it's not going anywhere. It's just one giant circle. Uh, that could be the earliest of anything that we get with WB's DC uh, EU universe. That right now is supposed to come out in March of next year. So we've just got a couple of months to wait. Do you want to go in order of their release date? I mean I legit just ranked them. Like okay. the
1: Least anticipated to most anticipated. You want me to do mine real quick?
0: Yeah, because I I'm, I'm curious what yours I've I've already I'm like halfway through mine already, but I'm I'm curious how you are ranking yours. So at the bottom I have Black
1: Adam. It's something Whoa. I, I don't really care about. Uh number 5 I have Wonder Woman 3, pretty low. And then Shazam 2, Aquaman 2, and then I think 1 and 2 are the I'm really excited for, and that's The Flash at number two. And then I would put Suicide Squad number one because of James Gunn. Yeah. Now, I would say if we're counting Snyder's Justice League, that's number one. Maybe out of morbid curiosity more than anything. I'm just i interested to see if that even changes really anything because he talks about how it's like two and a half hours of stuff we've never seen before.
0: Looking at this list, I've got more concerns than anything else. But... I have to go. At the bottom, it's Aquaman two. I Ooh. yeah, I want to see what they do, but I just don't going into. It, I just don't have any interest. Um,
1: I mean, if they took, I think the first one's pretty well made. If they just made it a little more serious, like they had just some of the worst nat pops in that one. Oh.
0: Yeah, it's there are certain things that is cringe worthy looking back on it, um, but. Right above that, at number five, I've got Wonder Woman three. Then I've got Shazam two, Fury of the Gods. Then the Flash. I'm from this point now. I get more interested. I had a lot of fun with Shazam, but I'm not really looking uh, with the sequel. I'm not adamant about getting a sequel. It'd be cool, but if like it never happens, okay. Like I'm I'm okay with that as well. They're just waiting um,
1: so long to do it. Yeah, exactly. Why are we waiting so long?
0: They're trying to get Henry Cavill to sign on instead of get some body (laughs) doubles. Body doubles. The Flash, I love the idea. Black Adam, I don't know much about, but I'm willing to give this character and this introduction a shot. I'm also curious, like, how will The Rock handle this? Uh, There's... I've got a lot of curiosity. And then number one, like you, the Suicide Squad. I think there's a lot with J- James Gunn's involvement. What is he gonna do? And all these characters, I just I can't wait for this insane movie because I just feel like it's gonna be just that insane. I can't uh, wait.
1: I'm a little nervous though if it's rated R. I just don't want I don't want them to be gratuitous just to be gratuitous.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I, I have a good feeling with it being in James Gunn's hands that it will be appropriately raunchy, but we'll see. Um, So listing when these uh, all come out, excluding Justice League and also excluding Matt Reeves the Batman, uh, that comes out ideally right now in March of 2022. But to start off the DCU, uh, the Suicide Squad, August 6th of next year, 2021, that's the only one we're getting for the year of 2021. Then f- we end up flash, <laughs> le- instead of fast forward, we will flash forward to November 4th, 2022 with the Flash. It's a
1: long time. It's That's a, like a full year yeah, later.
0: Super long time. Um, I know we get the Batman in between, but still. And um, then we get Aquaman 2, which is in December of that same year, 2022. So it's a little it's over wild. a month. It's weird. Like I, That doesn't seem right. And then we get Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, June 2nd, 2023. And then right now, Blackhead and Wonder Woman 3 are TBA. Do you want to play chart toppers? I'm nervous. I'm excited to, but I'm nervous.
1: If you've never listened before, this is the iTunes charts for Monday, December 28th. Um, you have to guess what's in the top five. Rentals. Ooh. I'm going to give you eight movies. Five are real. Three are fake. You're going to guess what you think is in the top five. And then you're going to guess, of those ones that you got right, where do they place in the top five? I'm going to give you. what do I What have I been giving you for round one? How much money?
0: Last time it was ten. It was up to ten dollars.
1: I think I did several?
0: twenty. Twenty for we'll round do. two. Okay, so
1: first first round, I'm going to give you ten dollars for all the ones that you get right. Round two, I'm going to give you twenty. I think you've topped out at forty. I think that's your highest.
0: That's the peak.
1: All right, are you ready for this? <sighs>
0: I'm what excited. Point? I don't know if I'm ready.
1: And you're not in the room with me, so I know you're not cheating. Sometimes I think you can
0: cheat i i can at least see your face whereas all all i am to you basically is the matrix
1: i know that's not fair i should cover my face up (laughs) all right movie
0: option number one
1: of eight i think when you did this to me you gave me 10 i'm only going to give you eight that's all i ever do okay number one christopher nolan's
0: tenant that's tough
1: Option number two, the War with Grandpa, starring Robert De Niro.
0: <laughs> you know, I could see that being uh, in it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say that, for sure, is in it.
1: No, no, you're not locking anything in. By the way, okay, all these okay. are in the
0: top 25.
1: Every one of these options in the top 25. Oh, okay. Number three, the Crude's New Age. Okay. The new Crude's animated film, New Age. Okay. Number four, the Harry Potter collection. Oh my all gosh! Seven all seven films. Remember, this is iTunes. It could be anything. Oh my gosh! Okay. Number five, Elf.
0: Hmm.
1: This is post Christmas.
0: I can't freaking tell if that's. No one can anywhere. see me
1: now, but I'm doing the little shrug emoji. <laughs> uh, number six, Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas.
0: Ooh.
1: Number seven, Greenland. Okay. Starring Gerard Butler. A, a film that's a lot better than I expected. G-bot. It's not great, but it's... I liked it. It, it gave me anxiety. Uh, number eight, Breach. Starring Bruce Willis. What in the world? He's doing... I mean, he legit does like VOD movies every other week at this point. He has something new. It's
0: Breach? Sad.
1: I've never oh, even heard of that. it's a sci-fi film. You better not <laughs> I hear clicking. You better not be cheating.
0: No, I I swear I'm not looking. I'm putting X's. I'm writing these down. I'm putting X's next to the ones that I think that it is.
1: So again, we have Tenant, The War with Grandpa, Mm -hmm. The Crude's New Age, The Harry Potter Collection, Elf, Goodfellas, Greenland, and Breach.
0: So, because I wrote them down, I'm going to say Tenant, okay? War, and I'm going top to bottom. Tenant, War with Grandpa, Crude's Tomb. I think I kind of wonder if elf is I'm going to say Greenland and Breach.
1: All right, starting with your first pick. This is for $10 Everyone, you get right in round 1. You pick Tenet. I can confirm that Tenet is in the top 5. Ooh. That's 10 bones right off the bat. You had The War with Grandpa. The the War with Grandpa starring Bobby De Niro. Have you
0: seen this yet? I I haven't have you I've been tempted to rent it actually because it looks so stupid. Um, <laughs> I can confirm
1: that it is in the top five. Is Here that tech?
0: Is that technically a holiday movie or no?
1: I don't think so. It's a summer movie because the kids in school.
0: Oh yeah, that's right.
1: I think I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, you picked the Crude's New Age. Crude's two. Crude's two. I can confirm that that is in the top Ooh, 5. All right. All right. I'm off you're, to a good start. You're already at $30. 30
0: bucks. You're killing it. I think
1: got, I think the most you've ever gotten in round 1 is 3.
0: I swear I'm not cheating. I swear. Give Hold give on, me a I bible. I don't have a um, uh, I've got a, a bible
1: in your house? Yeah, in the other
0: room I do, but I don't have it near me. So, yeah, I will I will swear on that that I'm not cheating. You picked Greenland. Gbot I can confirm that that is in the top five. <laughs> All right. I just need one more. You're that's a perfect, perfect score. Come on, freaking Bruce You're Willis. A perfect. Four for
1: four at the moment. You got $40. You picked Breach starring Bruce Willis. This has got to
0: be the wacky pick.
1: That is not in the <sighs> top.
0: There's always right. like some weird curveball movie that's always makes it in there.
1: There is a weird one. You just didn't get it right. Mm. Um, so we have ten at the war with Grandpa, crews to Greenland. Where do you think those place in the top five? These are for twenty dollars
0: a piece. Okay, so we. I wouldn't say you usually fail pretty hard on this. This yeah, section. this one I always biff it bad. But All you right. got
1: four out of five right. Now that might that might make it harder though.
0: Hmm. All right. Let me start at the bottom. I'm gonna say tenants five. I'm, Tell me when you
1: want to lock it in. Oh, man.
0: All right, I'll lock in ten and at five. Okay,
1: I'm writing it down.
0: Um, because of Christmas, I could see more family films doing well. So let me put Greenland. Oh man, Greenland at four. Dang it! I don't know if I'm. I'm now second guessing myself. Freaking a. My instinct says Greenland is higher than four, but I'm going to keep it at four. I'm going to go blank for number three. Okay. I'm going to say crude's two at two, and then War with Grandpa at one. Man, that doesn't seem right. Oh well, gonna I'll lock, keep it.
1: You're going to lock that in.
0: I'll lock in the final that final list.
1: So you had tenant at number five, numero five, tenant. It's not number <sighs> five.
0: Ah. Oh. And jeez okay so i got my 40 bucks for papadillas that may be all i get
1: <laughs> you can buy a bunch of papadillas <laughs> uh number four you had
0: greenland come on g but i can confirm that that is not number four. oh my gosh i biffed this bad
1: you biffed it hard number three you didn't put anything so <sighs> number two you had crudes too it's not number oh two.
0: gosh <laughs> dang it and number oh. one,
1: you had the you you picked the war with grandpa, and it's not the war with grandpa. Jeez! <laughs> you got four right, and then you biffed all five. <sighs> all right. So this is what it was. Number five is the Harry Potter collection. I don't know why. He was on sale or something. That is weird. Number four, the war with grandpa. Goodness. You were right. You were on to something with Greenland. That's number three. <sighs> And then uh, the one-two punch: number two tenant and number
0: one the Croods too. Good grief! But you got forty bucks. Yeah, I've got I got that forty bucks for the new Papa John stuffed crust.
1: Oh yeah, I saw they're doing that. Have you had any fast food lately? I by the way, I had somebody reach out to me the other day and said that they like that we talk about food. <laughs>
0: You know, weirdly enough, uh, because of being in quarantine, I went through this phase where I was like craving um, something really bad, like Taco Bell. And Taco
1: Bell, we had it yesterday because they had the Nacho Box back. So I bad.
0: I got it, and it gave me like such bad blow that I ended up having to like <laughs> I I legit ate that for lunch, and I felt so bad. I'm like, I can't eat out. Like I had to now. That was the last thing. Um, No, no, no. I take that back because I ended up stopping and then getting a shake. But as far as like food-wise, that was most like substantial. And man, it's... I mean, did
1: you eat bad over Christmas? Because there was... We did two weeks of traveling basically on the weekend and then we had a weekend off and then it was Christmas this past weekend. And there's been a stretch where I just basically ate like a human pig. I... (laughs) <laughs> I've gotten into the routine. The last two weeks I've been buying frozen fruit and I've been blending my own smoothies. It's the frozen fruit. I put, I use skim milk. I use baby kale and spinach and I'm, I'm just having like these cancer fighting smoothies, but Holy smokes, there's stretches where I've been, I've been a human pick.
0: I, I did that with like uh pop soda pop. I ended up drinking a ton and then th- but that was really it um with christmas though there's one day that i ended up eating um my my problem was um my uh mom dropped off these like holiday cookies that she made the homemade holiday cookies and i blew through like half of them in one sitting while watching um I think it was Stranger Things.
1: I feel like I've been pretty, I mean, there's been stretches, but overall, I think I've done really well. You know, I haven't haven't had Domino's in in a month and a half.
0: I actually started to somewhat boycott Domino's because they didn't freaking tweet, like at least like or retweet. All we're asking for is a like, that's all.
1: And we we do we t- we praise them. We basically like kneel at their feet and worship them. And they didn't didn't have the courtesy to like any of our tweets.
0: Not only that, but several listeners have told us on separate occasions that they have driven in listening to us. Like they they drive into work or they go home and they're so inspired by the Domino's <laughs> chats that they freaking get it. They're getting business from us. I That's know. ridiculous. God. And then I
1: to prove a point i went and a couple of months ago got papa john's that papadilla and then whatever that cheeseburger pizza was or so i can't remember what i
0: had and it made me physically ill was it shack? Ch- you didn't get think right? they
1: they didn't have the shackaroni anymore i think it was just a, like a three-topping pizza and i i i felt nauseous and what sucks is I ate the pizza and watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit for the very first time, and I associate cool. that feeling with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it Ruined it for me, the movie that I think I should love, and I don't love it because I feel sick.
0: Maybe that's why Wonder Woman 1984. I had I was I felt disappointed because I was starting to get that Taco Bell feeling.
1: Oof.
0: It was Man, the-, I had,
1: the Taco Bell I had yesterday was good.
0: It's it was good, it tasted great going down, but man, once it was down, it was like rough. I never get the blows from Taco Bell. There was like a running joke with people, but
1: it doesn't upset my stomach.
0: There's a while I was that way, but um what was it? There was uh last time I had Papa John's, I got really bad. There was um I felt pretty sick.
1: I mean that piece is disgusting. Ooh. It's I mean, weird. If you like it, you like it. But I just, I thought the crust is awful too.
0: I feel like weirdly enough, I think that Papa John's quality has gone down a little bit because I remember loving it. Like around like college, around that time period, I I was in so much love with Papa John's. Um, that's now the closest pizza place uh, to my uh, parents. And last time I was in. We got that. I was so excited. And it really wasn't that great.
1: Mm-mm. It's awful. That's You sad. need to try to get a D and see if you have a better experience than me, though.
0: I I almost did uh, a couple of days ago, and then I waited. But maybe by the next time we record, oh, man, eh, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll get a Papadia tonight. I mean, it might be the worst
1: five bucks I've ever spent.
0: <laughs> well, now that I got 40 bones, I'll just end up spending five of the 40 and and try a Papadien.
1: So you rewatched Tenet? and didn't, because didn't, I rewatched it too. I bought it. Yeah. And, um, I just, I have no idea what I watched. Second time around, I still don't get it. And I I, I told you, I don't even care. Like, I don't even care anymore.
0: Do you regret after rewatching it? Do you regret buying it?
1: No, because I got every Nolan film, so I bought the Steelbook for some reason. That's <laughs> oh. Buy is like thirty five bucks.
0: It stinks because like there's a lot that I want to love about Tenet, but like you said, after rewatching it, not only did I feel it like it didn't clear anything up, but it felt like okay, whatever. I didn't care what point he was trying to make, but I wasn't on board. And that's just how I felt. And I left it at that.
1: He's got his head shoved deep inside cool. of his own rectum. The 4K disc looks very good, though. Did, and then um, it made me want to rewatch Interstellar, and I did. And it's just the best movie. It really I, is.
0: You know, leading up to Tenet, I did a ton of Nolan rewatches. And Interstellar is now my favorite Nolan film. Yeah, it's the best. It's uh, I told. Totally- I was re-watching it.
1: I started in the living room and I was tired. So I moved to the bedroom and finished it on my laptop. And so my wife was asleep next to me and I'm watching it. I just started crying. I had to take my glasses off. Because <laughs> 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 every time he do, he watches the 23 years of messages, it just wrecks me. It's It gets me every time. Yeah. And the ending, I just think the ending good too.
0: That's such a good ending. Or well it's uh, with... The ending, but also with the um the messages. There's so many parts of that movie. What for some reason, um, I forget the guy's name, but whenever they're on the planet and so much time has passed, when they return uh to the ship and uh the guy greets them and he just looks so sad. That that yeah, part always gets me. had
1: human interaction in like seven <laughs> years or something crazy, 23 years. It's great, and then the Hans Zimmer score is. I would argue his best piece of music ever.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree.
1: It's incredible. And that's so I rewatched that and then rewatched Ad Astra and the music in that is freaking incredible too.
0: Uh, I'm a big fan of Ad Astra. That's I, I really like that movie. I've not rewatched it since the first time I've seen it, but on the first watch, I I really liked it. Brad Pitt had a good year.
1: Yeah, that's the one he should have been nominated and won for. Over once upon a time, in my opinion, though he is great. in once upon a time,
0: that's yeah, that uh, it makes me want to rewatch Ad Astra now. Screw tenant, do it. <laughs> I, I think I will, weirdly enough, I'll do a rewatch of Nolan and I'll do tenant eventually. But after that, that last rewatch, I'm like, I'm good for a while.
1: Yeah, that's it's weird when I have no desire to even google what is happening like i just don't care
0: (laughs) i don't care (sighs) i think the last like 30 minutes i'm so checked i was so checked out of Tenet. i'm like i'm just ready for it to end
1: yeah that that, that just this is the big climax that's supposed to be so impressive i'm like i don't care
0: speaking of i think that's another thing wonder woman 1984 suffers from it feels too long it's should have been cut down more
1: Shave that first ten minutes off.
0: I mean, I, you're not wrong in that with that because it was. I mean, it w- was cool, but at the same time, it's like eh, I don't know if it's really necessary. Was it cool? It looks so cheap. It just, I, it's I the green screen stuff. I, I didn't like it. I'm, I'm siding with the. I don't know if it's that necessary. That could have been like a cool. They really, How about this? They released that building up to 1984 but they take it out of the movie. That would have been cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like a web exclusive setting up, like what Alien Covenant did. I had all these short films leading up to it.
0: Yeah, that, that would be. Remember when Ridley Scott did that? Loves. We need to get another Prometheus alien.
1: Working on that show. Isn't Noah Hawley doing it?
0: Yeah. So let's keep our fingers crossed. That turns out, um, that turns out the best that Ridley's done in a while. So speaking but,
1: of TV shows, we've been watching The Stand on CBS All Access. Ugh.
0: Two, Yeah, two episodes so far. Uh, we've got the third one coming this week, and it's uh, I'm, I'm really curious to hear what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about it.
0: That's going to be our next pod where we just do nothing but go on a love fest of Josh Boone. <laughs> The creator of that show.
1: He should not be anywhere near that show. Just, <laughs> I kind of figured that after seeing the new mutants, then I, it's official. Which is scary, though, because apparently Stephen King loves this. I,
0: What do I know? I had no idea Owen King, Stephen King's son, one of his sons, that he was an executive producer of this until credits started rolling on that first episode. And I, I believe
1: he's, he co-writes some of these upcoming episodes. We can get into that later, but
0: I'm just yeah. I've got I've got faith in this, but right now it's off to a there's turbulence. If this were a plane, we've got turbulence on takeoff.
1: Yeah, I'm squeezing the armchair. I'm scared we're going down. Oh, and I'm screaming Josh Boone all the way.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's our tease for the next podcast episode. So hopefully you'll join us for that. Um, in the meantime. Hopefully you catch up on the stand if you haven't, because we're going to cover it all through this entire series. Um, As of right now, I'm kind of wondering if you hope that it ends after these ten episodes, but (laughs) it better end. (laughs) We'll just uh, we'll just have to keep you waiting until the next episode. So until next time, keep watching.